Happy Monday, and welcome to I'm Not Gay, My Wife Is. I'm your host, Sheridan, and we are now in week two of Pride Month. Woo! That was lame. Whatever. So, my wife and I have been planning a big move, and if you've listened before this episode, you may have picked up on the fact that we currently live in the southeast, um, in South Carolina, but our big move is leaning towards the northeast, preferably Massachusetts, Um, we just, we really love it there every time that we've gone and we have this weird pull to live there, uh, like ever since we've met. So we've just decided to go for it. I graduated with my master's about a week ago. So I've decided to use this time to kind of jumpstart a career in Massachusetts. So please send up some good vibes for your girl. I hope that I hear back from one of the gazillion jobs I feel like I've applied for soon. So send them up, send them up, send them up. Sarah is still finishing up chiropractic school. She does still have a little less than two years or so left to go. So if I do get a job in Mass, then we're going to end up living apart for a bit, which will be a little weird because we've lived together for most of our relationship. We are 100% U-Haul lesbians early on. Um, So this is going to be new territory for us. But I've noticed that it's not necessarily uncommon for lesbian couples to live apart even if they're married um especially like in the beginning of their marriage or maybe some sometime towards the middle um and like I said specifically lesbian couples and I don't have any like solid research or like statistics or a journal or anything like that to back it up I just know from friends and like what I see on social media but I do see it a lot um we're actually in like this Facebook group that's just like you know tens of thousands of lesbian couples across the world or whatever and like you know everybody just kind of posts whatever it is that um you know they need whether it be advice or you know somebody like a hype man if you post pictures whatever I don't know but they talk about a lot I see a lot of different couples that are like yeah my wife's moving out of state um and I'm not going to be there for another six months or you know she got a job and I can't leave my job for another three months and then you know, on top of that, I do see a lot of military families, which I know with one partner or even both partners being in the military, it makes it even harder for couples to live together. So it makes long distance kind of a given um, in those situations, which I know are both for straight couples and for lesbian couples. But what I'm saying is I see a lot of long distance lesbian relationships. And I have a few guesses as to why that is. Um, for one, I feel like there are only so many of us in general. And then on top of that, there are only so many of us that are actually out. And then there are even few of us that already happen to be in the same place or relatively the same area when we start dating, which I feel results in a number of lesbians meeting online and those relationships ultimately starting off long distance. Sarah and I were lucky because our quote long distance was like two hours um so it wasn't that big of a deal and then she ended up moving closer to me and it was it all worked out but I see all the time like you know the the tumblr relationships like the people who flew from you know Texas all the way to New York to live with somebody because they met online and they'd been dating for like three months and never met or something like that like it's a common thing. Like, it happens all the time. And so I do feel like those 
online relationships often do start off long distance. Plus, when you're young and trying to find out who you are and figure things out, like meeting online is just way easier. I mean, I'm a I'm a lesbian, so I can't necessarily speak to others in the LGBTQ plus community, but I can just say from my perspective and living in the South, meeting online is just easier because it it feels a little bit safer because you have the shield of your phone or your computer, iPad, whatever it is that you're using to come out behind of without being worried that, you know, the person that you're talking to is actually like your homophobic neighbor that maybe you just misread the signs or whatever. Um, You know, so it's easy to straight up put it out there. Like I am attracted to women or if, you know, you're a man attracted to men or whatever, like I am bisexual, I am pan, like putting it out there, and just kind of hiding behind that shield like it just makes you feel safer like I said especially when you're young or especially when you're just figuring things out like doesn't even matter your age like it's just I don't know it's a lot easier in my opinion but um secondly this one might be kind of random but I was thinking about it this week are lesbian bars even a real thing (laughs) I like I've seen them on tv and I've seen people post pictures of them on social media or like it recently um because of pride month i've seen a lot of people saying like oh if you're in this area these are the few lesbian bars that are still open let's keep them open i have never seen one in real life ever i even googled like lesbian bars near me and the closest thing that comes up is like you know a bar might have a ladies night once a month or something but i've never actually seen a real lesbian bar Which leads me to believe that there are other people who question their existence, too. (laughs) I've honestly, I've always wanted to live somewhere where there was, like, a coffee shop that turned into a lesbian bar at at night. Where all of my friends would just hang out. And there'd be all kinds of drama. Like, in the L word. Like, I want to live the L word. I want that. Like, I want to live somewhere where that community is just there. You know, and it's, it's not questioned. But... So that one was kind of random, like the whole lesbian bar thing, but it does kind of, uh, it's the same concept. Like there's not like one common place for lesbians to meet in a lot of different towns. Like you can't just go into a bar and know that every single person in that bar that you hit on is, you have a chance with, you know, or, or at least, you know, a chance on they're actually going to be attracted, you know, it's a woman attracted to women or whatever, but, um, So that does make it hard, which I guess takes you back to trying to meet people online. But I also think that, like, just women just get women, as simply put as that seems. So, like, in situations, like, Sarah and I are planning to dive into, Sarah's just an amazing wife and person who sees this time as an opportunity for me. And she's encouraging me to go ahead of her because we talk a lot about the bigger picture and how in the long run this is what's going to be best for us. You know, this gives us time to focus on, you know, saving money for maybe buying a house or it gives us a chance to, you know, establish ourselves in a place and for me to establish a career and just gives us a chance to get settled so that way we're ready to start a family when that time comes. And I just feel like that's um, that's a common thing. You know, I know from from our friends, we aren't you know, wrong in that way of thinking. We're not alone in that. Um, It's that concept of, well, we can do anything for a little while. Anybody can do anything for a little while. I have friends in straight relationships that really struggle with this idea. And I'm not at all saying that it's the fault of the man because that's just not fair. And 
I know only the side of the stories that I know, which are typically from the wife or the woman. And there's just not a lot of trust is kind of what I hear. And it's not necessarily, you know, a distrust or a fear that someone will cheat or leave, but more a fear that one will outgrow the other or learn to have fun or enjoy life without the other right next to them at all times. That's the biggest one that I hear of. Um, You know, Sarah and I have kind of gone through this a little earlier on in our relationship and it sucks I mean you put yourself through so much worrying about what the other one is doing and if they're having fun without you and if they're having more fun when you're not there and like it just it tears you down it ruins your self-esteem it like just doesn't make you feel good as a person and so thankfully we worked on that and we moved through it pretty quick Um, as soon as it was addressed that both of us were kind of feeling this way we talked it out and now It's great because now we realize that, like, encouraging each other to go and have our own fun makes us better together because we then have experiences to share and we have experiences that we are still able to enjoy that, you know, maybe the other is not a huge fan of. Or, for example, I love watching scary movies. Sarah does not like watching scary movies as much, but I have friends who will watch scary movies with me. And, you know, Sarah likes to go camping and is a little bit more outdoorsy than I am. And, you know, that's not necessarily my thing, but she has friends that she can go and do that with. And it's, it's okay because I like hearing her stories. She likes hearing my stories. And ultimately, we still get to do the things that we enjoy doing. And it's not, a, it's not the case of who's having more fun with who or who enjoys being around who more or anything like that. It's, you know, who's happy in the moment and that's what matters and so that we're happy together and just disclaimer um my dog's going crazy so if you hear that I do apologize but I'm almost done here now in the case of moving I know that there's going to be times where I'm jealous of the time that Sarah's going to get to spend with other people or times that Sarah's going to get jealous of the time that I'll get to spend with other people and I know that there are going to be times that I wish that she were there to explore a new place with me but it just makes sense working towards our future and it gives you something to look forward to gives us something to to work towards and I feel like that's the end game that's the goal that's what we're doing it all for and and looking at the bigger picture is just such a big deal for the both of us and I am so thankful to be in a relationship where looking at the bigger picture is something that we have the luxury to do it's not a constant worry of what the other one's doing or you know a distrust in the activities that we like to do or I don't know how you want to put that but I'm I'm lucky to be in a relationship like that and I have the ability to be in a relationship like that because of the men and women that we're celebrating this month during pride month I am with the woman that I love and the woman that I trust and the woman that I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with because of people who fought for my right to do so. And for that, I am, I'm so very, very thankful. And I, I hate that we still as a community feel the need to hide behind a screen, but I'm so glad that we have that screen that makes us feel a little bit more powerful We're a little bit more in control of a situation that is scary. And, you know, while I'm not thrilled about the fact that there's not a lesbian bar in my town, I'm glad that there are lesbian bars out there. And I'm glad that we have shows like The L Word that have that representation of, you know, 
happy, healthy, thriving lesbians, you know, with the drama, of course, but, you know, these, these women who are doing what they want and they're strong and they're powerful and I'm glad that that's here and it's here because of what we're celebrating this month, you know, being true to ourselves, being authentic, being real and, um, yeah, I think, I think I'm starting to rant a little bit, but I hope, I hope you get what I'm trying to say here. Um, but I'm going to wrap it up now. This is season two. I don't know what episode three or four, something like that. But, um, I am so glad that you're listening. So if you are still listening, thank you so much for still listening to me. Um, I know this one was kind of a ramble rant, but, um, thank you. And I hope you come back next week, next Monday, for another episode of I'm Not Gay, My Wife Is. And if you don't already, please follow me on Instagram at I'm Not Gay, My Wife Is. And you'll hopefully be hearing from me next week. So send any good vibes your way.